Hello, 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 everyone. It is Carmelia McRoy, your author, speaker, certified life coach, and bully prevention facilitator coming back at you again with another episode of Talking Tuesdays with Carmelita. I hope you guys are having a great, fabulous Tuesday. As I told you guys, last week we talked about depression in children and we touched base on the story about Bryce Scotty, the uh, football receiver, high school receiver who received all these scholarships and who was on his way to Georgia to play and committed suicide by jumping in front of a uh, freight train. And we talked about depression with children um, last week and I hope uh, someone got something from it. And if you think your child may be suffering depression, you will get them, you know, some help. And let someone them talk to someone if they can't, and they're not being open with you. Uh, today, dealing with uh, depression with single moms, and the reason why I say that because you know Bryce's mom was single. I'm a single mom. I know what I've gone through, and so I have a company called Speaking Truth. And the reason I called it Speaking Truth was because I only speak what I know, what I've been through. And that's a lot. <laughs> so today I want to talk to single moms who are going through depression. Because if you heard the story, I do a slight recap. Bryce Gotti, like I said, he was a football star. His mother and them were going, they were homeless. Uh, she wasn't getting paid for her job, from her job. They were just going through some things as a family. You can only imagine if you're homeless and you got three kids, okay, you, you, they're in a car. They don't know where they're going. You know, she had to try to get some money to get them a hotel room. Well, I believe Bryce was having anxiety about leaving because he knew his mom and his brothers were in this situation. And he was going to go off to Georgia to play ball. And he felt like he was going to be in a better situation with them. And his mother said she told him they were going to be okay because he asked, are y'all going to be okay with me gone? And she said, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. Like I said, I don't know if he meant when he go off to college or because if he was going to plan on killing himself. I don't know. Um, but I do know that he had too much on him as a kid. Too much on him. Um, and his mother said she couldn't help him because she was dealing with her own demons. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We talked about the children and how we need to get them help and, and how we need to not let our children know so much. They need to know about life. They need to know what the family's going through. But some, some details you don't need to embed in them because it does cause depression or sadness in them if they know too much. I see it all the time. I've worked in schools before, so I know. And I've dealt with my own issues. And I just would not allow my children to know everything that was going on, you know. Um, I just be like, oh, yeah, I'm putting in for this place and I'm waiting for them to call me back, knowing that I don't know where we're going to go. But I had to put that in them so that they had some hope. You know what I'm saying? Even though I knew I would get a place, I just didn't know when. So I want to talk about single moms in depression because you know what we do? We don't talk to anyone because people would judge us. We're afraid somebody may try to take our children. Um, we're think that in ourselves we're ashamed of ourselves and we thinking that it makes us a bad mother if we seek help, you know, for mental illness or depression. Nine times out of ten, most single moms go through some type of sadness or depression. Because first of all, you're a single mom with children. Now some of them, maybe you chose to be a single mom. Hey, kudos. But at some time you're gonna wish you hadn't gone through some things by yourself. 
when I think about Bryce's mom, she was crying and she was talking about how she was going through stuff and her job had been half paying her. I've been in those situations before. I've been in a situation where I didn't have no job, no car, and no place to stay all at one time. Do you know what that, that's crazy. That feeling is horrible. And you looking like I'm their mother. I can't even provide for them. And then you got people sitting back saying, that's what they get for having all those kids. That's not the answer to give. You know, if you can't help me, don't talk about me. You know, and so she probably felt that way. Like she couldn't talk to anyone because somebody probably would be judging her or talking about her. Um, Even in one of the instances of me being homeless, my kids said that their dad had even made a comment like, your mama don't even have a place to stay now. You know, why would you be saying that to my kids? You know, this is why single moms hold stuff in because you don't want that backlash of people. Well, what they should have said is, why haven't you ever paid child support to help her financially? Because I can only imagine evidently Bryce's father was not there helping them financially. Um, because why couldn't they, the boys go stay with him? You know what I'm saying? Um, that was the same, you know, the situation with my kids. I asked them, you know, like, can the kids come over and stay till I get my place? You know, and that's how all that went down. And, of course, he got to talking bad. I know another young lady, single mom of three kids. She lost her place, lost her job, and she asked the kid's father, can he keep the kids until she got her a place? When the process of her going through all of this turmoil, trying to find a place, stressing out she had no job or anything, he files for custody of the kids and gets it. So now she's losing her children. This is why we hold stuff in and we don't say anything, because this is what people do. They don't try to help you knowing that you're a good mother. You just going through some situations. Maybe have you been paying your child support? I wouldn't be going through all of this because I'm not guaranteeing you. I know for a fact I didn't never got any child support. I know the young lady I'm talking about who got her, uh, he filed for custody of the kids, never paid his child support. So I can only imagine Bryce's dad probably was not helping her financially. Because if there were two incomes coming in where you were getting some type of child support and the father was helping, I don't think that would happen. You would have something to fall back on. Now, some people may be just bad stewards of money and maybe they end up in those situations. But I know for me and for the young lady I knew, she just happened to lose her job, which is why she ended up like that. Me, I was going through a depression. And I ended up having to quit a job because I I couldn't deal with it. With um, Bryce's mom, she said she had a job. They weren't paying her sometime. They weren't paying her right sometime. So, you know, landlords don't care about that. Oh, my job didn't pay me this time. They don't care about that. They want their money or get out. I don't know if there was any other issues, substance abuse. I don't know if any of that was going on with the with her. I don't know. But I do know she was going through a depression and she needed help. And she should have seek, seek to help if she did not do anything else. She should have let those boys go somewhere else. I did that. I made that choice. They had to go stay somewhere. They only stayed for four months. But I needed time to get it together and get another place. So, you know, and when my kids were little, I ended up homeless once before. My children were very little, but we stayed in the shelter. So they were with me the whole time. They were, I don't even know if they was in elementary yet. Um, but you find ways to where your children stay upbeat. You know, I made sure that we went to the park, went to the movies, did different things, even while staying in the shelter, that they could, so they could keep that thought out of their head so they can stop thinking I'll let the I'm, I'll make it so that they don't think I'm struggling or that I'm upset you know because sometimes kids don't need to see that and I think that's what Bryce saw his mom was so upset she told me she had to deal with her own demons 
you know, you should have got some help, honey. You know, she said she'd been asking for help, I guess, to move somebody. Mentally, she needed some help mentally. It didn't matter if she got another place or not. Mentally, I could tell she's struggling and she needed to talk to someone. She needed some regulation medication. Maybe I don't believe in taking the medication, but some people needed to level their anxiety out and get this. Because it seemed like she had high anxiety and he did too. And both of them together with nobody getting any help was the issue. And I just want to tell some single moms out there. You're struggling financially. You're going through some stuff. Your family ain't there for you. The baby daddy ain't there for you. You don't know which way to turn. You start praying. You praying and you ask God to open a door up for you. Because I'm telling you, I didn't lose my mind because I kept praying. I kept pressing. I kept going forward because I said, I don't care. This thing is not going to beat me. I don't care what them people are saying about me. Well, at the end of the day, I'm still a good mother. Because even though through my holiness, my kids still was clean, went to school every day. Had perfect attendance. They still have food on the table, whether it's from me or someone else. When they did stay over with their dad, I made sure I go see them every day or every other day. I never just left them there and then come back. I was never going to do that. I was never that type of mother. They was going to see my face and know that I'm getting it together, you know. And you don't need people downing you and talking bad about you when you're going through. Because it could be them next. But they don't look like that. Like that. People make comments like, oh, that's what you get for having all those kids. Oh, that's what you get for having kids by him. You know he was no good anyway. Stop doing that to people. It makes the depression worse. And you wonder why some of these mothers are, are promiscuous. It's not that they want to be a hoe, which that's what people call them, fat hoe. It's because they're looking for love. They're looking for someone that can just hold them for a little bit while they're going through this stuff, while they're going through trying to feed their kids when they can't get their bills paid. You know, people are not thinking about that kind of stuff. Everybody want to talk about you, but nobody wants to help. Single moms, get some help. Go to a counselor. Go to a therapist. Go to somebody you can talk to, you can vent to that you don't know. It's so easy to do it. It's not hard. That person doesn't know you, and you can talk to them about it. Don't ever think about taking your life. I know so many women have taken their life after being stressed out over different situations and leave kids behind. Don't do it. We have the National Suicide Prevention Line. You can call and talk to someone. There are some resources out there for you. There are things out there for you that people won't tell you about. You just have to tell somebody you're going through so that they can tell you, hey, I know about someone that's helping. You know, I don't know why Broward County didn't have any shelters or why she didn't try to shelter. They may be full. I've had that happen before. And people be thinking, why you don't go? I'll call the shelter. I know for like three weeks straight, they kept saying it was full. They was full. They was full. Because in the summertime, people want to just keep cool. They won't be out there with their kids. In the wintertime, they won't be in the cold with their kids. So I had to get on the waiting list to get in the shelter. Kept calling different shelters, trying to get in. That's stressful in itself. But I was like, keeping a smile on my face. I get a hotel room when I can. I'd ask some, you know, friends if I could stay over for the night. And that just, oh my God, ate away in my heart. Because you know a lot of times when people really don't want you to stay with them. And I could, I could imagine this probably went on with her because... She has siblings. I'm an only child. I have no one but me. I don't have no no siblings. You know. So I had no sister or brother to call to be there for me. She had brothers. I know. I don't know if she had a sister, but I know they talked to her uncle or whatever. She had a couple of brothers or something. And they were saying, Oh, we gave him money when they needed. They called us money, we gave them money, whatever. But they needed a place to stay. They need some stability. That boy needs to know that his mom and his brothers are going to be all right when he went away from school. 
but he, I think he felt that he was going to be in a better situation than them and they were going to be struggling. And like I said, this is not something that all of a sudden happened. I feel like some things had already happened before this. It was some more to it, you know, because the mama said she's, she, I could just tell she's anxiety had taken over. She said she was dealing with demons. She was, it's just so much that had been happening. I don't know if, you know, like I said, I don't know if she's doing drugs or alcohol. I don't know. She didn't say that part of it, but I guarantee you it was more than just them being homeless. There's a whole lot of stuff that seemed like went on. It's, they said he called his dad and made it worse for him. <sighs> My heart goes out to her. I pray for her. Uh, Shabayan, I think her name is Shabayan. I don't know how to pronounce it. But I just hope that she didn't have a church family who ignored her. Because I'm going to tell you, my church family helped me when I was going through. Not everybody in the church knew what I was going through, but some people did. And my church held me. Truly did. My church helped me. When I was homeless at one time, a lady in my church offered her uh, house to me and my children. And uh, we stayed there for a good six months. till I got me a place. I saved my money up. Got me a job. And, and got me another job. And got, got us a place. And... You know, she had just went through a divorce and she wanted some company. And it just kind of worked out for both of us. But I knew when it was time for me to leave. And she was, you know, okay. I think she was out of her depression, you know, at the time. And I just thank her for that. I think somebody in my church who knew that I was staying at the shelter. And they told her about it and asked if she would mind us coming to stay there. And that helped me not have to, you know, stay at a shelter. So thank God for that. Because I had that church home. I had that church family. People always try to talk about church. But I'm telling you, if you get a good church, there's some good churches out there. I've never could say I've been to a bad church. It's church mess everywhere. Don't just leave a church just because people talking about you and people doing this. That's everywhere. Because I'm telling you, if you have a church home, a really good church home, they're going to help you when you need it. You know, I got the Christmas basket, the Thanksgiving basket, make sure my kids had food to eat, if the turkey, ham, whatever. Um, when I was homeless, like I said, one of the church members, I got to stay with her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, church members, I have church members come and just put money in my hand. Because they knew I was going through a struggle. Because, you know, they said God laid it on their heart to give me some money. Churches is not all bad. I'm telling you, they're there when you need them. And I ain't saying just go to church so that people can help you. You go to church to worship and seek a relationship with the Lord. But that is your family that can help you when you need it. Especially like somebody like me who have no siblings. Or no one to turn to. If you think you don't have anyone... Get a church home. You have a church home that you could call on. Tell somebody in church what you're going through. I don't care if somebody say something about you. So what? As long as somebody getting you some help because it's all about your children in the end. Making sure your kids got a place to stay. You don't never know who owns Section 8 homes or who owns an apartment complex at your church or something that will help you. They will help you at these churches. They will. They will. And I wish that Bryce's mom had had a church home with some people that knew Somebody that can help them out. Because it seemed, I think she said they've been homeless like three months. That's a lot for young people to go through. And I understand he probably did because I know my son plays ball and that was an outlet for him. But he did used to worry about me like, mommy, you okay? He called me. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good, boy. Don't you worry about me. You go ahead and do what you got to do. You make sure you go to school. I'll see you tomorrow. So if I felt like I he was getting worried about me, then I'd be going over like, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow so we can go get something to eat. You know, to let him know that I'm good. And um, 
When I think about my situation, I just get a little teary when I think about it. Because so many people could have helped us, but they didn't. So I know what she's talking about. I know exactly what she's talking about. Because I remember when I had to stay with my friend, you know, when I didn't have a place to stay. You know, I've had situations before because... I kept my name on that Section 8 list for years, you know. You have to remember, I'm only getting paid like $10, 11 an hour. And you try to play $700 rent, trying to have a car, baby, everything. That don't work out. So I'm moving a lot because I really couldn't afford it when I moved into the places. But I would kept praying, hoping that my name would come up on Section 8 so I can be get, get a place to go by my income, you know. And I've stayed with friends before, a couple of friends. And they were really good to me, my kids. You know, like I said, generally takes them about three months, get some money together and move, you know, to another place. And that's what I did. You know, I've had some good friends that I've had to call on that was there for me, you know. And when I did stay with my friends, though, my kids stayed with me. And they didn't have to go nowhere else. I let my kids stay with me. Um, So, you know, it's been several times. That I've had to deal with homelessness. And I know the stress of it. But it's like when you don't have no child support coming in. You just got this $10 hour job. And you got all these kids you got to feed. And then if you make $5 over a certain amount. They won't get you no food stamps. I mean. <laughs> honey I can tell you. And I go on and on about how. The system did not help me either. But you know what. I prayed. I kept my spirits up. And I smiled and I let my kids know it's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Today, all of them have graduated from high school. They're graduated from college. You know, two of them are still finishing out. And yes, we, we talk now. They, they, they went some, through some struggles. But in the end, it could have been worse. But I kept praying and I kept my spirit up. And I'm just telling a single mom today, keep your spirit up. No matter what you're going through, keep your spirit up for your kids. If you got to cry in the shower, cry behind closed doors, that's what you do. But keep your spirit up for your kids. Keep them kids smiling. Keep them kids hopeful. Because when they see you fall apart, they think there's no hope. Oh, my God, we're never going to get a place. Oh, my God, we're never going to get no food. When they see that, they think it's no hope. You got to give them hope. And you got to know that it's going to get better. And you keep that in your head. It's going to get better for me and my children. I'm not letting the enemy take control. I'm not letting nobody talk me down. I don't care what people around me saying, what they dad are saying. This We're going to get this. I'm going to get a place. I'm going to get another job. Whatever it may be. And you got to tell yourself that. Because I took a job that I hated. But I took it. And I worked that job because I needed to get my family a place to stay. Nobody was going to help me. Like I said, I mean, I had family members. They'll send some money, $50 here and there, whatever. You know, but their main thing is, well, come stay here. Mm-mm. I'm not staying with nobody, no family. Because family, yeah. I mean, if I got to a situation where it was really, really bad, you know, but I'll go stay in the shelter. Even though I hated it, but it's better than them saying, yeah, she had to stay with me and blah, blah, blah. You don't want that. And you don't want that for your kids either. You want people mistreating you because I've stayed with family who have treated us like crap. So I know maybe that's why she didn't want to go stay with no family. But I feel like she saw he was getting stressed out. I think she should have let him go stay with somebody before he left. And maybe he would still be here. I don't know. I just hate that he had so much anxiety and so many issues that he couldn't deal with what was going on. And a lot of it, you know, she was straight. Like I said, if the mama fall apart. 
the kids are going to fall apart. I said that I have two children that passed away. And I knew if I fell apart, my kids wouldn't be able to handle the death. So I had to keep it together for them. You know, yes, I struggled. And, it, and that's one of the times I went through a depression after my daughter passed. I had to seek counseling because it was just too much on me. But I kept my upbeat face in front of them. But I went to my counseling and I talked to someone and I prayed and I cried and I prayed and whatever I had to do. But when I'm with them, I'm keeping the hope alive. You got to do it for your kids. You have to. I know you might be going through depression. I know you might be sad. I know things ain't turning out right. But keep hope for them children. And then you go behind closed doors and you cry out to God. And you pray and you ask him to give you direction. You know? Sometimes some of the things that happen in our life, we cause them to happen. Other times, it's no fault of our own. But we got to pray about it. And keep God first. Tell the Lord, help me. Get me a place for me and my children. And help me to have wisdom over my finances to keep the place. Let me get a place to go by my income. Come tell you, if you're a single mom with kids, unless you just making, you know, a great amount of money or you getting some good child support, you need to get a place that goes by your income. That way, if your income ever go down, you never get, and that's my thing. It took me years to get a place with income. Now, I did live in the projects, but when my kids got older in middle school, I was determined I was not raising my kids in the projects. I couldn't do it. I was not going to let them be a stereotype of that project. I was not going to let them streets have my sons and my daughters to be up here pregnant like I was at 15. I was determined that wasn't going to happen. And if I stayed in that environment, I knew what it was, what would happen. You know, the niggas on the street, not well, excuse me for saying, I don't know if I can say it on here, but the dudes on the street corner waiting, waiting to get your daughter, waiting to get your son. I, I wasn't having it. I had to. I lived in places I couldn't really afford. They weren't like extravagant apartments, but they just wasn't what I could afford. But I did what I had to do. If I could stay there for about a year, if I could stay there for about seven months, we had that time period to stay there. You know? I'm just telling you, my heart goes out to that woman. And any other single moms, if you're struggling, you seek some help. You tell somebody. It's somebody out there who cares. It's some resources out there. You, My daughter, I when I... When she had her child and I was trying to help her get her place with, you know, with my granddaughter and everything. And, and I've been, a, you know, a few years ago, but still, when I had to show her what to do, how to go through it, she'd be like, man, this stuff wearing me out. Well, you got to know everything, all these papers. It is. It's a lot of work, but you got to stay on top of it because the government won't know everything. But you know what? If they helping, you're going to give me my help because while I'm working and paying taxes, too. I still, I could, I deserve to get it. Like people say, we're paying taxes for, well, you know, I work too. I work too. So I'm going to get some benefits of where I'm working and paying my taxes into a, the system that I'm not making enough to, to not be on the system. You know what I'm saying? It's sad. It's like that. It really is, but it causes depression and sadness over when you got to keep doing this stuff and trying to make sure the light bill paid and the gas bill paid and the car note paid and Getting to work on time and having somebody keep your kids, playing for child care. Do you know how stressful that is? Man, I'm Carmelita McRoy, y'all. Look at my website, www.carmelitamcroy.com. Also, um, I want you to look at um, going into this new year. I'm going to be doing a conference, I Birth Life, and it's to encourage women. That you birth too much to give up. You you birth too much to give up. Keep looking out for that. 
is a conference coming in one a city New York. I'm doing a three city conference, and it's going to be one here in St. Louis, Missouri, one in Huntsville, Alabama, one in Chicago. And I really want women to know, you birth so much. Don't give up. Don't give up. You don't need to give up. It's time to hold on. Find some help. Seek a church. Start praying. Whatever you got to do. Your kids need you and they need you to be strong. I know some days we don't feel like being strong, but you got to do it. Call somebody. Talk to somebody. Turn some worship music on. Turn some dance music on. Whatever it is that helps you. Do some yoga. Read a book. Whatever. They need you. So remember. I always say after my episodes. And I want you to always remember. If expect it. Believe it. Receive it. This is Carmelita McCroy. I'll talk to you next week on Talking Tuesdays with Carmelita. Next week we're going to talk about depression in the black community. God bless. <laughs>